0: Well, we've got a race on, and it's a bit of a free-for-all, because John Tory surprised everybody when he walked up to a microphone on a Friday night and said, I'm out of here. He marshaled through the budget, and then he was out of there. He stepped aside. Uh, He's currently um, keeping a low profile, but a lot of people are starting to up their profile because they'd like to replace him. Election Day is the 26th of June. One of those people is Rob Davis, former city councilor, and it's nice to have you, sir. Pleasure to be here. It's like, like, uh, yeah,
1: sure. Pleasure to be here. It's like uh, when I got through the doors, I said, mom, dad, I'm back.
0: There you go. Well, and you said, nice to see you again. And I thought, okay, where did we see each other? It was at a conservative convention, which a lot of people would wonder what the hell was I doing lecturing at a conservative convention. While you were imparting knowledge, because uh,
1: conservatives, like uh, other people involved in politics, are interested in hearing a diverse set of views and helping to have a, a healthy dialogue in a respectful manner.
0: Your term as, or terms as a city councilor, predates my arrival in Toronto. So I need you to tell me a bit about how, how what you were doing during that time, what the, your priorities were, what you accomplished.
1: Sure. Well, to make a long story longer, uh, I was elected in 1991. I registered to run when I was 26 years old. I was the first. First black member of the, uh, the City of York Council that predates amalgamation. Uh, I was tough on crime. I was dealing with a lot of issues shutting down booze cans and drug dens. Um, when amalgamation happened, I then became the first black member of the amalgamated City of Toronto uh, Council. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, on June 26th, I'll be the first black mayor of Toronto. But um, one of the things that uh, was near and dear to my heart was, aside from fiscal accountability, was community safety. So I sat on the uh, Toronto Transit Commission, I was the Vice Chairman, and I introduced Canada's first ever gun buyback program. Since that policy has been adopted by the City of Toronto, we've collected close to 10,000 guns 10,000 guns from the streets of Toronto. It's one of the policies of which I'm most proud.
0: There are no small number of people who feel, not that Toronto's necessarily broken, but things ain't working right at this time. We've got encampments in parks. I asked Anna bylaw about this yesterday, so I want to hear your thoughts on homeless encampments, um, trash bins that don't work, washrooms that aren't open, right. um, people being stabbed in subway stations. Right. Well,
1: listen, um, so a little history in March of uh, 2008, 2008, I was on the subway platform when some idiot took out a gun and shot a woman in the leg. So I was a witness to a shooting, it was the first shooting in the history of Toronto Transit on, on a subway line. So I know firsthand the terror that the riders feel, I know firsthand the, the post-traumatic stress that some riders feel who've witnessed or been victim of the violence that has occurred recently. So. We have to stop the bleeding, pardon pardon the pun, we have to stop the bleeding, but we have to stop the fiscal bleeding as well uh, with respect to transit. So we have to restore people's confidence in
0: the okay. safety. But those are almost mutually exclusive. I mean, we're spending a lot more money in order to try and bring about some level of peaceability in the TTC.
1: Absolutely. And and I think, dare I say, and, and people may not know this, you're in the media, you know this, Um, there is a copycat effect to some of these crimes so uh, when somebody takes their life on the transit system the city of toronto and the media have a protocol the media don't report it because in the 70s and 80s we had suicidologists study the effect of reporting in the news the fact that somebody may have taken their life and what we found is after reporting it there were multiple, multiple, or an right.
0: increase in the number of repeats. That's costs. evolved to a certain degree, though. Now, when somebody throws themselves off an overpass and they're in traffic, we we actually say what happened.
1: It's very, very rare. And it's one of the debates that we had when we talked about um, the, uh, the the bridge, the Blur danforth Viaduct, yeah. right? Um, so, so firstly, I want to say, I think there may be a time where we sit down with the media folks and talk about a protocol so that we don't get all of these copycats. But I, I'll say this. When, when Toronto Council closed the warming centers, where did they think people with mental health and addiction were going to go? Where did they think that people in crisis were going to go? They go to right. libraries, they go to subway stations. I believe we need to have a safer... Cleaner and kinder city, and that's the only way we're going to have a
0: better Toronto. Now, I'm on board with this, but everything you're talking about is more money, and you say you're about not necessarily more, Not no, it's not necessarily more money because if we spend the hundred thousand dollars to keep
1: the warming center open, we don't lose the two or three or four million dollars in revenue from the Toronto Transit Commission. You you can't be a penny you, you know you, you can't be a penny wise and a pound foolish. I think that's part of the problem. I don't think the council decisions consider all of the unintended consequences that may occur. Garbage. You know what you do when, when there's an when there's a continuous overflowing garbage can at a particular intersection? You put a second garbage can there. Like right now they've embarked on this odyssey of researching all of this new technology. You gotta know that the lobbyists are lining up. I'm sure it's gonna be a 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollar exercise in, um, in in an RFP request for proposals to get a whole new set of garbage cans when all they gotta do, quite frankly, is put a second garbage can at the sites where there's a lot of demand. A lot of this is simple. A lot of politicians make it complicated. A lot of lobbyists make it complicated. I think we need to do things like not change the name of Dundas Street and right. fifty nine others. Didn't bring
0: your sign today.
1: Well, you know, I was told there were no cameras here, so I decided. Well, what the heck? You know, it's, I have a face for radio, so I <laughs> I realize that uh, that radio doesn't
0: necessarily need the uh, the physical. But you're maintaining that you can save twenty one million dollars by not changing the name of Dundas.
1: I would. Well, it's not just Dundas. Okay. There's there's, right. there's sixty streets. Listen, I was born and raised in Toronto, Jamaican parentage. Um, I grew up at the corner of. A street called Vaughn Road and Humewood. Vaughn was a slave owner. Humewood is named after William Hume Blake. He and his wife were abolitionists. I literally grew up at the corner of abolition and slavery. Okay? We have a complicated history in our city, in our country. It's not simple, it's not black and white. But we have to understand we, we're not going to wipe out that complicated history simply by changing. I care more about the people who are homeless living on Dundas Street than I do about changing the name Dundas Street. And I'd rather put and invest that $21 million into people, into services, into making our, our city a safer, cleaner, kinder city.
0: I'm up against traffic, so very quickly I want to ask you, there's a lot of people teasing us. They may run. You're running.
1: I'm running. I'm not teasing. I'm going to be the first one in line on April 3rd, 8.30 a.m., clerk's department with my 25 signatures and probably five or six volunteers coming down to cheer me on. Uh, and my mom's going to be the first one to sign my nomination papers. I told her, she's 97 years old, I said, Mom, uh, your son's going to be the next mayor of Toronto. So don't make
0: a liar out of me. Well, good luck, sir. Thank nice you to you so see you. Thank you Thank you for having me. It's great to be home. Rob Davis is a former city councilor. He is running for Mayor. Everybody else is doing the Dance of the Seven Veils. Sorry, Rob Davis and I were having a, a post-interview conversation. He's quite charming. I, uh, I I don't make endorsements. I don't tell you who to vote for, but I can certainly give you a summary after I've had a conversation with somebody, and uh, I like Rob Davis. I mean, I like Dan and Bylaw as well, but I also found some of her presentation a little um, tentative yesterday. And uh, Rob Davis has enthusiasm, knows how to tell the story. And coming up with an idea, you know, sometimes it's a stunt that is gonna put you over the top. And the idea, for example, walking around with a Dundas Street sign saying, I'm gonna cancel the changing of names of Toronto streets. Let's just keep moving and save the cash. It's a pretty good opening volley.